Hello and welcome to another episode of Exploring the Whole with me, Thomas, and Gabriella. Now, we are going to do something which I hope will be quite interesting. Uh, we've prepared a series of questions that we will ask each other, but we haven't shown each other these questions, so the answers you're about to hear are going to be quite spontaneous and hopefully quite entertaining. Okay, Thomas, so I decided to start from not a personal question, but a um, more abstract one. So tell me, what is the most epic way that you've seen somebody quit or get fired? It's it's probably myself. Um, <laughs> of course. I, I, I have quit a job after two days of, of being at the place. It... I, it was when I was living in Scotland. I lived in Edinburgh and the, the job was actually in Glasgow, maybe like an hour or an hour and a half commute away. And I was, I was unemployed at the time. I needed the job. I needed the money. So I entertained the possibility of working for this company, even though it was a bit of a pain in the ass. I sound like such a conceited and entitled asshole, don't I? <laughs> Maybe I'll, maybe I'll cut that bit out. But anyway, um, I, I, w I wasn't really into the job, but uh, I liked the idea of the company, uh, which was a video rental, uh, an online video rental company. So basically... Netflix? No, 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 no. A much, much smaller and much... Uh, yes. So I, I, I went there and I... Uh, I was told to bring my own laptop, which was the, <laughs> which was the first warning sign. Um, and I uh, was, was basically employed to be the head of their quality control. And um, they had asked me basically to take a look. Uh, you, so this, on this platform, you could upload your own videos and you could, other people could rent them. Um, the thing is... Sounds pretty illegal, though. No, no, it was perfectly legal. But it was mostly used for porn, ah. specifically gay porn in this particular case. And my, my first job was to look through the uploads and check to see whether or not the lip sync was OK, whether or not the, the audio and the video was in sync. Why on earth did you quit? Well, well, the first the first strike was, well, no, to be entirely honest, it wasn't necessarily that big of a deal that the job, it, the lip sync was difficult to check because the gentleman's lips, they were doing other things. Huh. It was like sort of trying to time the slurps along with, 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 with the sucking and the cock and the... And I don't know. It was, it, was, it was a kind of cathartic experience, you know. Just, I get it when editing this podcast as well. There's this sense of satisfaction I get when things fit together. That, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that filled that particular hole. But um, the problem was they asked me to BitTorrent the video editing software I needed in order to do this. And that was the, the line for me. Uh, so did, they didn't have the money for like software that the head of QA had to use? Exactly, exactly. Okay. They wanted me to BitTorrent <laughs> video editing software so I could fix their gay porn. <laughs> to which I said, I'm afraid this isn't the job for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Goodbye. And uh, yes, that was a very interesting couple of days. Cool, actually. I mean, I expected that there will be something. I didn't expect that. But I guess that's the point of uh, why we are talking to each other. Okay. Actually, I'm going to go... See, the problem with my questions 
is that many of them are the kind of questions I ask at a job interview. So, mm-hmm. um, but well, I'm going to go with uh, this one. What is your favorite story to tell? Hmm. That is a really interesting question in a way that I guess it really depends on the category and on the audience. Maybe maybe you can try to specify. What's your favorite story to tell to people of our age in a in a in a relaxed social setting? Okay, so mm, <laughs> after your epic um, gay porn story, this is gonna sound very boring i guess but i mean i often talk to people again this is still a question like uh, with close friends or in a date environment or whatever but let's say just like in a group of people uh, there often comes a topic about like some kind of um changes or like more i don't know more unusual or uh, experiences especially like at the moment being a foreigner in, in germany anyways so I kind of like to tell stories about how I moved to other countries without uh, knowing anything there and just like found my way through. So I guess, for example, one would be when me and my ex-boyfriend decided to go to Cyprus for a summer and just find jobs there. And both all in all combined, we had 300 euros and we just bought the ticket one way and thought that we will see what happens. And it was actually, it, it was really... It was really nice. For the first night, we decided to couch surf. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the application. Mm-hmm. So like uh, we're random people host people. But usually when you go to like America or Europe or whatever, you want people to have good reviews. And how, how many of these people disappear? I don't know the statistics, but mm-hmm. I know that in Cyprus, just nobody had reviews. So I basically agreed to stay at a guy's place who had no picture, no description and no reviews, but his name was Gabriel. That, so... that, that doesn't sound like a rapist at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was in a couple still, so that was a bit safer. But actually, he was such a kind guy that he left the key of his flat in his car when he wasn't home. So we just went in. We could have like stolen everything if we wanted. So you, he left his car unlocked as well? Uh, no, he put it in a wheel. Oh, Somehow. in the wheel. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, but I mean, still, you know, again, I also, I mean, mm. I had like true references or something. Mm. And yeah, and the guy was really nice. Like, apparently he was a guide and, and he showed us around the city and so on. And I mean, not to get into too many details. The only embarrassing thing about it is that when we were leaving, he was also working and I had to do my laundry and I thought I will be so nice to do his laundry as well. And then I put them all together in a washing machine just to take them all out completely blue. Like there oh, was dear. one blue item. So this person, like he gave me free was food. It, was it just his underwear or did you just ruin his entire wardrobe? <laughs> entire wardrobe. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. And I mean, the person was so nice that even when I wrote him that, like I wrote him a text message that I'm very sorry this happened. And he said, oh, well, that's good. I guess I will have a reason to refresh my wardrobe. <laughs> so <laughs> He could have responded with the smash hit Eiffel 65, I am blue. I think he's. W-D-W-D. I think he was an angel, like literally living to his name. Or maybe he was just continuously high. <laughs> ah, although there was a little bit of a problem that one night he came back drunk and tried to go to our bed. Actually, kind of fall into our bed because he was so wasted. But then we managed to kick him out of the apartment, so oh, of the room. <laughs> 
<laughs> not out of his own apartment. So anyway, and I mean, I will not get into other details. So yeah, we, we eventually found the jobs and really had a nice summer. But it was, I guess, one of the few really life-changing experiences for me to do something like so careless and just see where it goes. And it just kind of taught me to believe in my own luck to some extent and that everything will turn out like turn out good in the end. I could never do that because things don't turn out good in the end. Well, for you, you always have a story afterwards. That is true. I do. I do have the story. Okay, so now to a little bit more spicy one. What would a world populated by clones of you be like? Oh God, that would be horrible. I know that just just wouldn't work at <laughs> all because I I enjoy doing my job a lot. And I do it well, but I only do it well because I enjoy it. Yeah. And I would not be able to do a job that I sound so entitled, you know, with the whole, you know, getting a job just because, you know, ah, but <laughs> I would not be, well, okay, fine. There may be a few other jobs like being prime minister and, you know, actually having control over things I'd be okay with, but building stuff, farming, you know, I'd hate it. And, and, and we'd all die. All the, the, the it would be, it would be economically unsustainable. Um, and not only that, it would just be, I don't, I don't think I would like meeting myself. I'm a little bit full on. I've always got a story. I've always got, you know, I always like being the center of attention. I hate those kind of people. Yeah. Nothing would make me less happy than being surrounded by thousands of versions of myself. Also, what a sausage party. <laughs> yeah, I was also actually, when I, when I was writing down the questions, I thought how I would answer them. And about this one, I actually got particularly worried because I think that the wor world, to some extent, would be a nicer place to live because like people would really, you know, be at least try to be self-aware and nice to each other and like, you know, all the emotionally, I don't know, friendly environment. But the science would just completely stop. Like there wouldn't be one new invention ever because like I'm, I'm really more in the humanities uh, side of, I don't know, world, like more creative, more soft skills if you want but like Everything i really be poetry yeah maybe but <laughs> nothing would be physics you know so the world of my clones would would not have much of um improvement in science sadly you, you probably i i'm going to i'm going to be cheeky and i for a minute for when i was your age i thought i was very self-aware and I did honestly think that, you know, if there were more people like me, then it would be great. It would be, there would be, there would be a, an element of, of uh, additional progress. There wouldn't be racism. Okay, yes, fine, we'd all be one race, so whatever. But one thing. I... Are you saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you saying that you are not racist in that other world only because only one race exists? Well, this is the thing. So I, I have recognized that I have uh, blind spots. I am very, you know, I, I, I am not as, I wasn't at least as self-reflective as I thought I was. I didn't know myself. And I do have certain prejudices. And... Uh, 
one way to get rid of them would be to replace the entire world with copies of myself. I don't think this is a good idea in any way, shape or form. Let's be absolutely clear. I am not a racist. The thing I actually wanted to say before I went off on that on that uh, tangent was that are you so sure that you are self-aware or self-aware enough that an entire society made out of people just like you would function completely harmoniously? Well, harmoniously is also a long shot because, of course, even people that are self-aware, if you want, they can still, you know, have conflicts about something. Again, this is a bit a bit of a hard scenario because if they are clones of me, then we have similar opinions, but whatever. But yeah, I know what you're trying to challenge me on. You're trying to say, like, you know, do you really think that you're that self-aware? My answer would be, I cannot judge my own self-awareness there is no scale or whatever but at least i have the intention and i have the value for it like for me it is an important thing to be self-aware and i think that there are plenty of people in the society that just simply don't really care whether they're self-aware or not that's true that is true that is true i think uh, at least i you definitely get rid of the hardcore narcissists that way I mean, as a narcissist, you can think about yourself a lot and think that you are very self-aware. Are we narcissists? I think maybe... To some extent. I think it's maybe for the listeners to decide. I guess having a podcast is a quite narcissistic thing to do, just assuming that other people want to listen to us wrapper on. I think we should continue with the questions. Oh, so shall I ask you another question then? <laughs> Good. I will ask you another question. What would you do if you were to win the lottery? How much? A life-changing amount, so let's say 50 million euros. Hmm. <laughs> I imagined less. Interesting, what is a life-changing amount for you? Um, so, I mean, of course, I would definitely think about it. Um, I guess two things that would definitely happen that are relatively not that expensive with this amount of money would be to buy a property for my mom. Because like back in my country, she has like a normal apartment, but nothing fancy. And I know that she really would like to have like a house and a garden, like be able to have dogs, so on, so on. So definitely I would want to, to buy some good properties for, for my family back home. And I would definitely want to go to a trip around the world just for some time. Yeah, you want to ask yes. something? So yeah, the question I would ask is how much of the 50 million euros would you spend on your mother? Because I think it's it's quite impressive that your first thought was of other people, but I want to know how much you love your mother. Hmm. How much of that 50 million euros would you spend on a property for her? Well, in my country, the property is not that expensive. <laughs> so you could have like a castle then? No, I mean, I think that it, I mean, I would definitely buy her a good, you know, modern property, but she doesn't want, she doesn't need to live in a castle. That's narcissistic, if anything. But regarding my own finances, I would definitely not decide on them for myself. I would hire a great, I don't know, top-notch uh, finance consultant, invest in something, uh, put aside and so on. I think I would, you know, I didn't have money 
most of my life so i'm really like i don't have any compulsion about it like i don't usually spend maybe i can spend like 20 euros on some i don't know cosmetic but like i would never really like compulsively compulsively spend bigger amounts because i'm just really used to always counting and saving and being on top top of my finances basically like to the euro like i always okay. know how much money i have how much money i spend so on then i have a follow-up question what is and this is possibly something that you might want to, not want to answer because of the stalkers um what is your most expensive possession actually it's gonna be sad but at the moment a possession that i paid for myself because i, I first thought was my phone but it's actually on the company's expense um i mean i have a car back at home but it was a gift from my Did you have a car yeah yeah but it was a gift from my godparents Do you have a driving license yeah, yeah of course oh i see okay oh. but again i didn't spend on it but i actually i don't know i mean this is ridiculous but i think it's my mattress <laughs> and i spent like 100 euros on it what is so your most valuable possession <laughs> is 100 euros i really don't spend much okay like interesting yeah I mean, I don't buy any like electronic devices. I don't have a car here. Again, the car that I actually own is was a gift. Okay. My phone and my computer are from the company. And I don't know, that's pretty much it. And I don't buy that expensive clothes. Uh, Gabriella's boss, if you're listening, give her a raise, for Christ's sake. She needs more money. No, I um, I, I don't know. I, I've, I think the most expensive thing I have is my Mini. I have a, I have a British Mini here in Hamburg. And... Um, that cost 10,000 euros in total, all said and done. And, but that, honestly, in comparison to how other people speak, again, I'm going to sound so conceited. I, oh, people, all of all of the people who, who literally have nothing are going to think I'm such an asshole. But I feel maybe in the sort of, you know, the, in the, the global penis comparison that is my life, that I feel like I actually don't have that much, but you have... <laughs> even less yeah actually now i'm I'm about to move uh, to my boyfriend's place and uh, he asked me to write a list of all my possessions and i then i did and he saw it he laughed and he said oh so we can like just rent a car for two hours and i'm like well yeah because i mean i moved here with the hand luggage and i never brought i mean i didn't really buy that much but i mean to be fair not to come out as such a person that you know doesn't spend anything i do spend a lot of money on travel Oh, okay. So like for example, I had like I don't know spent I spent like two k or something on on my last trip to to Panama. So okay, yeah. okay. So just that it's not a possession. Whatever empathy our listeners have for you compared to me has just evaporated because you've been going <laughs> on wonderful round the world trips, especially you know uh, reminding them in this time of Corona. Presumably, it's still going by the time we actually get around to releasing this. But uh, yeah, it's good, wonderful. We are we are relatable. We should focus group this. Okay, so now my my question. Uh, you know that I always like to talk about dating. So this one will be about that. But I only have one or kind of two. Uh, so I guess I can merge two questions into one. So it would be, what are your most important rules when going on a date? And what do you consider red flags? I, to I, be red flags, I guess. I, I think that my personality and my history would demonstrate that I 
don't have any rules and I don't have any red flags. This is a problem I recognize I have. I so if I it's been a while since I've been on a on a first date with anybody, but um I generally give people a full force life story in excruciating detail. <laughs> and it's I could imagine quite overwhelming for for the poor people on the other end of that. Not to say that I, I, I can tell a good story, so they, they, they hang around most of the time. Um, the red flags, I think the red flag probably comes more from my side that I talk so much that I don't let them talk. And if it turns out that they're actually a literal psychopath, as has been the case in one, one of my exes. You sure that it's only one? Well, we could go. We could go into some very interesting details here, but for the benefits of the individuals involved, there's not been there've not been very many of them, so they might actually listen to this. <laughs> uh, I will. I will decline to answer that. But um, there is one of my exes who has literally told me that they are a psychopath, and that didn't actually register. I did, wasn't listening. I wish. Um... Okay, not that I wish. I hope that the experiences that you're mentioning are from your past. But like, what about now? If you were to go on a first date, would you have any rules or red flags? I'm not really interested in going on dates at the moment. I don't... I haven't really considered it. I... To be entirely honest, if I were to, I wouldn't I wouldn't overthink it. I just... I. I, I want to have a nice time. And if it's a nice time, it's a nice time. If not, then not. I think my my rule would be in future, if things are not fun anymore, then stop. I think you still have some maturing to do, my friend. Of course, I, I am a male. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, of course... Uh... I hope it will all turn out well, but at least from my experience, I think it's good to have some kind of value system behind it. And because, you know, you can have a lot of fun with a complete psychopath slash narcissist slash whoever. So when you do have some kind of like red flags identified, I think it helps. But um, yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you for your answer. Then I... Well, this is a rubbish question. Where do you see yourself in five years? But that's literally, that's a job interview question. I'm not, even, I'm not even going to hold you in the contempt to even bother asking that. What I'm going to ask is an even worse question there. Do you think that others see you as you see yourself? And I have two sub-questions. The first one is, <laughs> how do you see yourself? And how do you think others see you? So, three-parter. So do you think that hmm. others see you as you see yourself? So, of course not. And I think this is absolutely universal for any human being, because no matter how close you are with anybody, uh, nobody has the same data, the same amount of knowledge about you as you do. Every person sees the others through the lens of themselves. Hmm. So, you know, there are not two people that see anything the same way. So let's say I dodge this one. 
Um, how do I see myself? That's also like very broad. Uh, so if you want to provoke me or anything, then please uh, narrow it down a little bit. So how would you like to see yourself? How would you... Because so for example, I, I see myself as someone who can tell a good story and can keep people's attention. Very succinctly put. What, what, what would you define yourself as? Mm, I guess... Yeah, I never, honest to God, I never really thought of, of a description. Like, even in dating apps, I never put a description. Like, I, I just literally never describe myself to anybody. So you just put pictures of yourself and you decide you're hot enough that it doesn't matter. You don't have to write a bio at all. I'm lazy enough. Uh-huh. And I just trust in luck. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely perceive myself as somebody who is very sensitive, uh, but really... Um, I guess I would say I perceive myself as a fighter, like I have multiple uh, life experiences to prove it. I see myself as somebody that is genuinely really interested in people. That's why one of my biggest field of interests is psychology uh, and philosophy, like like on a broad scale. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just somebody that is trying to be really open, really honest, really raw and yeah, sometimes maybe I don't manage because I don't know, I'm afraid or, or I'm too insecure or whatever, but uh, I'm just really trying to, you know, this is cheesy as, as funk. But you can say fuck <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm just trying to be myself and just, I don't know. And I'm trying at the moment to get used to the fact that not everybody will like it. And then I think this is an opportune time, the final part. How do you think other people are seeing? How do you think other people would describe you? But again, I I really think that this is a little bit of a, like, not the best question in a way that it really depends. I mean, how a random, I don't know, co-worker would describe me versus how you or how my boyfriend would describe me. Those are three completely different descriptions. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that there are people who may be see things similarly to how I do and, you know, find me somehow nice or like, you know, kind or, or, or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that again, since I am quite like, I don't keep my mouth shut much and I really try to get myself out there. I guess there can be plenty of people that also find me, I don't know, annoying or like mm. um, rude or whatever. So, so do you think that, I have no idea. do you think that other people's, uh, image of you depends on how well they know you i think it more depends on how this is gonna be um a tricky one but like how how well they know themselves because like so many times people judge other people based on their own insecurities or on their own i don't know previous experiences or whatever like, usually you don't really have enough data to judge anybody on anything. And if you do, it's only because you follow what you think is your, like, default setting of what you already had in your life. Interesting. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm ready for another question. Okay. What is the most useless talent that you have? The most useless talent? Um... I don't know if this is really a talent or maybe a, a, a genetic deformity, but I, I have a, a, a small pouch in my neck which periodically fills up with, with sweat 
and when I press it, or just occasionally, randomly, um, it will squirt water out, or sweat out. And uh -huh. um, this is something which is just disgusting, um, and does not bring me any benefits whatsoever, other than to have a story. And occasionally just sort of people will be talking to me and they'll think maybe I've, I've, I've been spitting when I've been speaking, but in fact, actually, no, it's just been, it's just been my, my, my sweat gland squirting out of my neck into their face. Jesus. Um, you know, there are those clowns that do the prank with a flower. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that, but it's built in. I see. Mm -hmm. I regret asking this. <laughs> these are the wonders of these questions. So this has been really fun hasn't it and we've got a lot more of this uh we thought we were recording just one episode but we ended up with a lot of material so we're going to cut this one now and until we meet again this is me thomas this is me gabriella and um, have a wonderful day bye <laughs>